Hey everyone, I'm Priya Sutteva and you are listening to Training Diary the podcast. Your journey to connect with ideas, stories, experiences and people starts now. Today I'm joined with N. She's a published author and spiritual mentor. She just recently ended a 3-year nomadic journey living solely based on her intuition. She teaches others how to embody their power and light. Her passion is in teaching others how to live an authentic and soul aligned life and is also a mentor for those who are committed to speaking their truth or sharing their story with the world. Let's tune in and listen how following her intuition has changed her life. Hey Anne. Hi, thank you for having me on. Yeah, thank you for accepting the invitation and keep coming with a quick note. Yeah. So so first of all I'm curious to know what a shift what a shift you had in your life from a teacher to a nanny and then to an entrepreneur. How come? <laughs> I know it's, it's quite a journey. So I my background is in is in early childhood education. So I got my bachelor's in special ed and my master's in early childhood and then I was a teacher for 7 years. I taught kindergarten and first grade. and i went from florida to texas to then chicago and my first year teaching in chicago there were 50 school closures and so because the way that it works in the united states typically in states that have a union is that if you don't have tenure then you don't really have a whole lot of protection when it comes to your job so when all the schools closed the the teachers that got priority were the teachers who had been teaching in Chicago, you know, for x number of years. And so, I ended up losing my teaching career because I, you know, I decided to stay in Chicago and I didn't want to move to to another city. And so, at that point I was like, I don't really know what to do with a masters in early childhood. And so I had a lot of friends saying, just be a nanny. And I was like, I don't really <laughs> like that's not my calling, but it was at least something that I could do temporarily until I figured out what my next step was. And so, When I became a nanny, although I really loved the families I worked for, like I said I knew that wasn't my calling. I knew that I wasn't meant to retire as a nanny. And so at that moment in time, I decided that I never again wanted someone to tell me whether or not I had a job and how much money I could make. And so I decided to start building my business on the side and that's ultimately kind of where it, you know, where it started. It was I was working 50 plus hours a week as a nanny and I was building a business during nap time and in the evenings and on the weekends and then you know and then I finally finally quit nannying and have become I became an, a full-time entrepreneur at the end of 2014 so it's been it's been about 6 years. No. There's no one can even think of having a shift from nanny to a great entrepreneur. <laughs> Amazing. It is crazy. <laughs> So as you say as you say and intuition has played a very important role in your life. So can you share any specific anecdote or a story from your life which has that gutter instinct part that literally saved you? Can you repeat the question? Okay, as you say that intuition intuition has played a very important role in your life, right? Yep. So can you share any specific story or any anecdote from your life which which has that gut or instinct part which had played a role in your life and it's literally saved you. Yeah, so I have had a lot of moments since being on the road. You know, so I left Chicago in 2017, so July of 2017. I in February I got the intuitive hit that was 
sell, sell everything you own and, and hit the road. So that's what I did. I, and I left in July. So that was the first thing was just following my intuition that said, you're done in Chicago. Don't sign a lease, sell everything and, and, you know, travel full time. But there were a lot of moments on the road where, um, so I've, I've obviously shared this on different podcasts, but the way that I chose my places, you know, people would ask me like, why did you decide on this specific place? And I would say, I didn't choose the place. The place chose me. And, and I ultimately lived three years where I just fully surrendered to where my intuition was guiding me. Um, the way that I chose my places or I allowed the places to choose me was I had my intuition. I had an atlas. I had a pendulum and then the Airbnb website. And so what I would do was I allowed myself to first tap into my body of, you know, where, where is my body drawing me to? Like, where am I feeling attracted to within the United States? And once I, once I noticed kind of like what state was pulling me in, then I went to the Atlas and I divided the state into quadrants, right? So to, to four parts. And then I took out the pendulum and I allowed the pendulum to tell me yes or no, for each quadrant to like until I narrowed it down to the quadrant. And then from there, I went to the Airbnb website and kind of read the, the energy and the pictures and chose my place. But I feel like by doing it that way, I never, like I never encountered any kind of danger. You know, there were a lot of people in my family who were concerned about single women on the road <laughs> traveling, you know, traveling alone. And I really truly yeah. believe that my intuition always guided me to a place where I was safe. I was surrounded by people who genuinely cared about me. Um, you know, I've ended up in snowstorms where I was taken care of. I've ended up places where I got free rent. I've ended up places where I was given free food. Um, so there, I have lots of stories like that where it, it wasn't always traditionally receiving money through my business. Sometimes I was guided to a certain person or place where I was just naturally taken care of. Such an adventurous lady you are. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. It happens that any person, men or women, like think 100 times or even 10 times before going to any place, they plan a lot of things. And you said you are just traveling the world, traveling the whole U.S., with your intuition thing and I really really like this line from you when you said it's not you who are who is choosing the place it's it's the places who are choosing you that's yeah amazing. that's really what it felt like you know and there were a lot of moments where my ego wanted to take control of the situation because it feels scary to surrender. We're not taught how to do that, you know, and we're taught that we need to control every single thing and plan every single thing. And when I allowed myself to just fully surrender it, I won't say it was easier. It's not like it, it, it did get easier over time, but I started to go in with a lot of curiosity around, you know, who am I going to meet? What experience am I going, am I going to have what area will I be led to that I normally wouldn't have chosen? Like there are so many places that I went to that I never would have chosen on my own. So, you know, I'm really grateful that I allowed myself just to surrender. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And also, also, and how being spiritually awakened, you know, yeah. giving a turn to your life. And what is this term that you, you count in your vocabulary, soul aligned life? So, so I'm 
excited to know what's this spiritual awakening thing for you what is a soul aligned life yeah so <laughs> i like to explain it 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 feels like when your soul is doing somersaults like that's that's the best way that i can explain it you know when you wake up at, you wake up in the morning and you can't wait to get out of bed because you just love what you do so much you know it feels natural it feels easy work never feels like work um and not to say that you're like necessarily happy and excited every single day and, and you never experience you know sadness or contrast or anything like that we're still we're still human beings living a human experience but it feels it just feels like you kind of naturally go through this flow instead of you know specifically in the united states and i don't know exactly what it's like in other countries but in the united states there's this really strong narrative around you know working really hard and grinding and hustling and pushing and you know make it happen and you're kind of constantly pushing against this resistance and you know when you when you do what you naturally came here to do it's not that you don't work you know when i wrote my book it's not like writing a book doesn't take work of course it takes work but for me it was like the easiest thing i've ever done because it's so aligned with who i came here to be you know when i talk about like when i tell stories from my journey when i teach about what i've learned it feels really naturally natural and easy whereas for someone else if that's not their soul aligned path it's it would feel like really hard work to some people writing a book feels really hard you know but for me it's just it's super natural and easy mm-hmm. got you and also also according to you how how one can how one an individual can align to align to the same thing or you know we uh spiritually awaken and also also maybe a book Uh, reflects a lot a lot about the same thing mm-hmm. so can you give some insights about it can you can you repeat that again i'm i'm asking also what you think people should do to get spiritually awakened themselves and also your book the concept of your book maybe revolves around it right yeah so yeah so what people can do for this So spiritually in my opinion we all spiritually awaken at our own time you know um mm-hmm. and it and all of our journeys i think look a little bit different but the way that i experienced it and i think the the way that a lot of people experience it is you you kind of first start your spiritual awakening process when your life appears to be falling apart <laughs> and so <laughs> for me it kind of happened in phases right it was like i lost my teaching career and then during that time i was married well i ended up getting divorced and then i was in another relationship and that relationship ended and at the end of my last relationship it was kind of near the end of the relationship and then when it actually ended i had that level of awareness where i realized that there were all of these patterns that were coming up like old patterns old self sabotage patterns coming up in my last relationship and i finally decided in that moment that i never again wanted to do that i never again wanted those patterns to sabotage another relationship and so i decided that i was actually going to face what what i was doing i was going to face my my limiting behavior my limiting um beliefs and so that's kind of when things 
officially fell apart. And, you know, it, it looked like depression. It felt like depression, but I knew that it was like, I knew that it was a bigger purpose. I knew that it wasn't just depression. I knew that it was for a reason. I was going through the spiritual awakening process and I think we're always awakening, but when I was in, you know, starting that process, I started to kind of develop my own, my own process, my own self-care routine that I believe really helped me. And I've worked with my clients using this specific routine and they've seen massive transformation. So it's a, it's a body, mind, soul routine. Um, the body piece is doing some sort of workout every single day, which helps connect you to your body. It helps move the energy through your body. Um, I was also very intentional about nourishing my body, you know, paying attention to the food that I was eating and making sure that it was the highest quality, um, drinking lots of water, limiting my alcohol content, which now I pretty much don't drink at all. But back then I was still drinking some. And then the mind component, I was, I started meditating and, you know, I've been meditating now for years, you know, since that happened. And, but I just started with like five minutes a day and then 10 minutes a day. And I, and I slowly built myself up. I started with guided meditation and now I do silent meditation. So, you know, it evolves over time, but meditating and learning how to sit with yourself is so important because as I was doing that, I started to become aware of the thoughts that were rising to the surface. I started to become aware of the stories I was telling myself. I started to become aware of thoughts that I was having that, you know, triggers that were coming up based on things that were happening externally. And and what I ultimately discovered was that there was this little girl within me who didn't feel seen, didn't feel heard, didn't feel loved. And so the more that I became aware of her, the more I was able to spend time with her and love her and validate her and accept her. And that was a massive shift for me. And, and that's, I start to talk about that process in Radical Rebirth, and then it'll evolve more in my next two books. But the first book, Radical Rebirth, is ultimately about me becoming aware of my ego and mm-hmm. and understanding that my ego, the sub- the subconscious, this inner child, was running in the background of my life and creating things in my life that I wasn't even aware of. And then, and then the the final piece, the soul piece, I, I started doing things and I have my clients create a list of, you know, 10 things, start with 10 less if you can't come up with 10 right off the bat, but start with a list of 10 things that you enjoy doing that don't require money or other people. Because the problem was that I was so codependent. I was dependent on my partner for love. I was dependent on other people for love, acceptance, and validation. And the more that I was spending time doing things that I enjoyed doing that didn't require money or other people, I started to, to cultivate this loving relationship with myself that I had never had in my entire life. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. That sounds great. Also, also, is there any any specific advice, or I should say, any you know one best value you really want to share from your book? Uh, you think it's something people should know, and it's it's the it's the moment of your book. Is it something like that? I would say. Well, the reason I wrote the book in the first place was because I, during that time of darkness, it was, there were a couple months after I had gotten the intuitive hit to leave Chicago and start traveling. But before I actually left, there were a couple months there 
where I was spending hours a day sitting on my meditation pillow crying and I felt so alone. Um, I was reading other books. I was listening to podcasts. I was watching YouTube videos. I was consuming a lot of content. I was learning from as many teachers as I could, but I felt like no one was talking about what I was experiencing. And so I decided and I committed at that moment in time that if no one else was going to talk about what the spiritual awakening process actually looked and felt like, then I was going to do that. And so I committed to being as authentic and raw and real as vul- and, and vulnerable as possible because so many people kind of sugarcoat the experience. I think of this in the spiritual community, there's all this talk about love and light and no one really truly talks about the darkness and not darkness from a place of fear, but darkness from a place of no, there, there are messages in the darkness. There are gifts in the darkness. A lot of our creativity comes from that darkness. The healing comes from the darkness. Our, you know, our inner child is within that darkness. And so if we don't face the darkness, we can't fully integrate into who we came here to be. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. So before, before wrapping it up, and then one thing I'm curious to know, which I generally ask to every guest who come on the show, so what is the one trend that you would really want to see more evolving in the world, in the new world? Or I should say, what's the one trend that you want to see more embraced in this new era? I want to see more authenticity. I want to see people really owning their voice, their truth, who they came here to be. I want to see more people being unapologetic about who they are and what they believe. I think that there's a lot of people pleasing going on. I think there's a lot of censorship going on. I think there's a lot of people who are constantly speaking within the mainstream. And I would like to see more people speak up for what they truly believe. You know what? You really remind me of one guest, Bart, who came on the show. Yeah. Who, who, who quite uh, agreed on this thought when I asked her, what's the one thread that she wants to see more evolving? So, you know, this is something uh, being uh, authentic to yourself, being authentic to your own journey is something many leaders aspire to see. Yep. Because somewhere we see there are a lot of coping going on there. Coping in the sense, many people just, uh, you know, uh, get inspiration from the big stars, from big global icons, but never realize that they, they also have started from somewhere scratch. So everyone has their own beautiful journey of their life. So I guess it's something I as a I I take as an aspiration from the leaders that just be authentic to yourself. That's the best thing you can do and you can just own it to yourself. I absolutely agree. Yep, absolutely. Juan, thank you so much for your time for coming on the show. Yeah, it was lovely having you and you had a literally wonderful insight to the listeners and I hope many people are going to get a lot of values from it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I truly appreciate it. Thanks, Anne. Thank you so much for being vulnerable with your story. And you beautiful people, I hope you like the podcast and you get some value today. So if you have any other stories or ideas to discuss, you can DM me at the Instagram page of Trending Diary. Also get get the sneak peek of the podcast at trendingdiary.com. See you soon in the next episode. Till then, stay tuned and God bless us all.